Welcome to Destination Vacaville, brought to you by Visit Vacaville, the city's official voice for tourism. I'm your host, Melissa Reeves. In every episode, I will introduce you to the people and places that make visiting Vacaville such a unique travel experience, like seasonal adventures, agricultural tourism, family activities, craft beer, culinary delights, wine country, and more. Subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Destination Vacaville, let's go. On one of Vacaville's most charming roads since the amazing soul food farms owned by Alexis Kofoid and her husband, Eric. Alexis is my guest today to talk about the farm. Alexis, welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to see you. It's so nice to have you on. It's been too long. I'm so happy to get to chat with you and to share the story of Soul Food Farms with our listeners. Alexis, tell us a little bit about how you came to to start Soul Food Farms. It is a magical farm. I absolutely love being there. And I know a lot of people from Vacaville love to visit you as well. Tell us a little bit about how you got started. Well, actually, at the time I first saw this property, I was living in Vallejo in a beautiful old house with Eric and our kids and had no thought of moving away. We were happy. We were had a great neighborhood and good neighbors. And I had a garden, about a quarter acre, which was kind of amazing. And I would drive up to Morning Sun Herb Farm all the time to buy plants. And I would pass this piece of property. And for 10 years, as I drove back and forth buying plants, I would go, oh, whoever lives there is so lucky. I wish I lived there. Or I would say some other version of like, oh, you know, that's just so beautiful. I wish it would be for sale. And one day it was, I saw for sale sign on it and it lost my mind. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) slammed the brakes on. I think the kids all tumbled forward and hit the dashboard. And I was writing down the name of the realtor and the phone number. And um, from that moment on for the next two years, all I did was try and figure out how to buy it and convince Eric that we should buy it. And yeah, eventually we did. Eventually we figured it out, all the pieces, and we moved up. And I am so glad that you did because it is just one of my very favorite places. It really is magical. You have built such an amazing farm. Tell our listeners a little bit about what what you have on the farm. You've got so many different things going on, some great animals, a great farm stand. Tell us what you're doing. Oh, well, thank you. So, um, yeah, I mean, over the last 20 years, we've been growing and evolving, and I've been finding my farm feet and, and figuring out what it is that really makes me want to spend my time here working. And so right now we have kind of a few enterprises. We produce olive oil, we're flower farmers. We have a joint business with the owner of Morning Sun Herb Farm, Rose Laval, a sale who she and I are business partners in a lavender business called Erebusy Flores. And last spring, Eric and I opened up a farm store on the property where there's about, I think right now about 12 farmers who are selling their goods from the farm stores. So yeah, it it keeps evolving and people are always asking me, you know, how can you do all these different things? But it's, I've never planned any of it. It just, you know, now and then I'm like, oh, I think this is the next logical step for the farm. Let's add this to, to our enterprises. So yeah. Well, you are definitely busy. You guys have done so much amazing work out there. And I'd actually love to talk a little bit more about the farm stand and what people could find there because it is it is like this shipping container, right? That is the most beautiful <laughs> shipping container I've ever seen. 
You know, I'm a big fanatic when it comes to recycling <laughs> from glass bottles to buildings and anything that I can make in a more creative, useful space. We had these shipping containers when we moved out here that we stored all our furniture in for four years while we built a house. And when they were empty, then it became a, you know, a, a kind of a scramble, like, what do we do with these? So they're not just farm junk. So one turned into a laundry room and one turned into um, <laughs> more junk holding space. And then one turned into my office. And last spring, after 15 years, we finally renovated it and turned it into a farm store. So um, it didn't take a lot to, to actually do that. Once you looked at that shipping container as not just a piece of metal, but more like a, a, a building space, then it became really interesting. So we added floors and sheetrock and a ceiling and electrical and, you know, and, and moved in and it turned out really well. Well, it's magic. It's so beautiful. And the farm store is open on the weekends. Is that correct? It is. Thanks. It's open Friday, Saturdays and Sundays, nine to four. We have Noble Coffee here on Fridays and Saturdays, nine to one. So you can come have a cup of coffee and sit in the garden. But what really was the impetus was to showcase the farmers in Solano County. And even beyond, I mean, if there's things that don't, we're not producing here in Solano, I have reached out to farmers in Yolo and Amador County to help stock the store. But it was just really an opportunity to do two things. One, to create a space where farmers could sell their goods, regardless of the quantity. So, you know, I'm not a grocery store, so it doesn't matter to me if it's like one of something or a hundred of something. Like if it helps the farmer and it's a product that they really need to move through their system, you know, they can bring it to the store. The second thing that was just such a benefit was because I run it and own it, I can set up any kind of business arrangement that I want. And what I wanted was for the farmers to make money. So instead of traditional wholesale, I have a, as many arrangements with farmers as I have farmers. Everybody gets to tell me what they sell their products at so that they can make money. And then once we've agreed on that price, then I can add a, a small margin so that the store can run and pay for itself. So the important thing is, is that the farmers all walk away from here feeling like they're they're not losing. You know, they're making money, even selling to me to resell their goods. They're still making money. So, yeah, I mean, it's a work in progress. It's only been open, a, you know, a short while, but I think it's going well. The customers seem really jazzed to come and find farm goods all in one location. and. They're having fun. Alexis, I know you offer the farm during your open hours. People are able to come out and enjoy the farm. How can they best do that? Oh, great question. So one thing I'm trying to encourage people to do when they come out to the farm is just really enjoy how quiet and peaceful it is. And so I always tell people, bring a picnic. During our open hours, you can come out and have a picnic. You can sit and have coffee from Noble Coffee, bring a book and sit in the olive orchard. Just anything to just relax and take advantage of the peace and quiet and the beautiful nature we have out here. And and if people are into bird watching, bring your binoculars because we have over last count we counted forty species of birds out here. So there's a lot of beautiful things to enjoy when you're visiting Soul Food Farm. I know that you're hosting a number of workshops and events as well. Can you tell me a little bit about those? Yeah, so right now we're doing some farm workshops in conjunction 
with UC Davis with our agritourism division called Sarah. And so we have some workshops coming up in November, I think one in November and one in the beginning of 2023. So if people are interested, they can always just follow soulfoodfarm.com and they'll see the listings for the workshops we're having. They're usually sort of for farmers or beginning farmers to talk about things like how do you build a CSA or what's the benefit of going to a farmer's market or how do you create agritourism opportunities on your small farm? So those are some of the subjects for those workshops. And then Soul Food Farm has their own workshops. Right now we have some flower bouquet making workshops on our website um, for September. And then we're looking at some bigger ideas for next year where we're actually going to invite people to the farm to give talks on regenerative agriculture or, you know, land access and some of the bigger subjects that are concerns to farmers. So yeah, we have a lot of a lot of plans in the works. It's so exciting. I love all the work that you're doing. And, you know, we at Visit Vacaville have been blessed to get to work with you for the last number of years because we kind of created the Pleasance Valley Agricultural Association together. And, you know, obviously we both have a very large interest in building agritourism in our county. What does that look like to you? And where do you see agritourism growing in Vacaville? Oh, that's such a great question. And yeah, I mean, I have to say, first off, like Visit Vacaville and you personally have just been so supportive of the farmers in Solano County and promoting agriculture out here for us. And we really appreciate it in so many ways because we've always felt a little bit, you know, behind the eight ball, like, you know, scrambling for attention. The thing about agritourism is that it's, it's really not, should we do it or is it important to incorporate into agriculture? At this point, I feel like it has to be part of an agricultural enterprise. I mean, farming has evolved, especially because of the impact of social media. It's, it's helped farmers become much more independent and much better marketers of their goods. But in this day and age, you have to include the public in a more engaged way with what you are selling and producing. And for farmers, it's more imperative than ever because there's less land. Land access is difficult. We're not going to have more land. So, I mean, there it is what it is. And um, I think the best way to see small farmers thrive and grow is to build those agritourism networks so that the farmers benefit and also the public benefits because now they're feeling really connected to where their food comes from and who their producers are. So, yeah, I don't think agritourism is something that we can talk about anymore of in the sense of whether it is a good idea or not, but to really change the conversation, like how do we just move forward with it and incorporate it so that it's productive for everybody? It just has to be part of the equation now. I love that. So yeah, I, I mean, I have high hopes for Pleasance Valley Road. It's so beautiful out here. I mean, it's, it's so not, beautiful. Yeah, it's not like it's a hard sell. And right. um, yes, <laughs> you know, yeah, that is true. Who, who has anything against birds and trees and, and flowers and, you know. Well, and I, I think that there's that educational component too, where I think the more that people get to connect with the farmers, with where their food came from, where these products are grown and made, I think the more that they support what you do and the more that they value what you do. And I, I think that's so important. And that's such a big part of that equation as well. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. 
I actually was going to ask you because, you know, it's always my priority is to find out how the animals on the property are. Oh, my gosh. I know. You love all these crazy <laughs> animals we have. I do love. I love. Yes. How's Wanda? Is she jumping? Oh, she's not. She's getting very old. Oh, she's so Wanda. Cute. Yeah, she's, she's an precious. old lady now. And oh. we have a new cow called Cleo, who I promised my husband would be no trouble. But the minute she arrived, she promptly <laughs> ran off to the neighbor's. So she fits right in with all the other naughty animals. And we have a new puppy named Lily who uh, is just so sweet. And I think she's going to make a great farm dog. And Uh, yeah, so yeah, and we're and we're thinking, actually, now that you brought it up, we are actually (laughs) thinking of doing something new. I haven't told anybody yet, but I'll tell you. So now, you know, years ago, we were a chicken farm and I swore I would never raise chickens again. But now that the store is going so well and people are coming out here and they're so excited to eat local farm food, Eric and I have decided to resurrect the Soul Food Farm farm eggs again. And so we're getting baby chicks very soon. And How next exciting. spring we'll be selling uh, chicken eggs again, which I can't believe I'm even saying that because I swore I would never do it again, but never. Yeah. it's really hard when people are like, farm eggs, they're so delicious. So of course. Yeah. So now we've decided to, to jump back in just in a little way, just so that the store has plenty of, of eggs for our customers. Very exciting. Well, thank you for sharing that news with just me and all of our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the cat's out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, but you'll have to, I'll, I'll, I'll get in touch with you when the baby chicks arrive. They're so cute. Oh, you know, I'll run straight down anytime I can come visit animals every time. Yes. And I did have to ask about Wanda. So Wanda was Alex- is Alexis's goat that if Alexis jumps, the goat jumps. So they have a very cute relationship. And I'm sorry to hear Wanda's getting old, but I have two dogs at home that are getting old and not jumping so well themselves. So I get it. <laughs> I know it's so hard when our, our, our little animals start aging, but it's okay. It's just the way it is. That's right. Well, Alexis, again, you have the most special farm. I hope that all of our listeners will come out and visit you and visit the farm store. You've done just a beautiful job with it. And I thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me today and talking about your beautiful farm. And where can people find more information? Where, what is your website and where can they find all the details on the farm store and what you have going on at the farm? So people can join Facebook and I'm trying to keep sort of up to date on Facebook posts so the local community can see what we're doing. Our website, soulfoodfarm.com, of course, where we keep it pretty current with news and events and fun pictures. And we're taking a little break from Instagram for a few months, but um, you can always go on there and, and see past posts and get a good sense of what we do here at the farm. And of course, people can always email me. My email address is soulfoodfarm at gmail.com. And I'm always happy to talk to people and answer any questions and, you know, give them any information that they're interested in. And thank you. Awesome. Thanks for interviewing me and talking about the farm. It's always so nice to, to see you and have a little chat. Of course. I'm so happy to have you on. Like I said, it's been way too long since I've gotten to see you, but Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me and thank you for all the work that you're doing on behalf of of Vacaville and Agritourism. We love working with you and just love your farm. So thank you so much. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to Destination Vacaville from Visit Vacaville, the city's official destination marketing organization. For more information on the people and places covered in today's episode and ideas for trip planning, head to visitvacaville.com. 
music by Kurt Gellerstad, and thank you to Flores Podcast Consulting for their work on this and every episode of Destination Backfield.